0: Let's talk Carlton. And uh, as I said, Jake Nile wrote an article in the AGS state, various stages over the past 15 years, Carlton have been beset with the following ills. Inept recruiting and list management, questionable coaching appointments and sackings, a divided board and a hefty debt. He did go on to say that many of those ailments have been addressed and can be overcome in a relatively short time. But building their membership base beyond 50,000 is a challenge. And Kane Little's a man that's been charged with not only that responsibility, but rebuilding this footy club. Kane, welcome.
1: Morning, Gary. How are you going?
0: Nice to have you on board. Um, I imagine you went had a look at Jake's article yesterday. What'd you make of it?
1: Um, yeah, I did. I did have a look actually, and it was a, a topic of hot conversation at the uh, at the SLW game on on Saturday night. Look, Jake raises some good points, um, and interestingly, I've caught up with him a couple of times since I started. I think probably the, the one point I would challenge there was almost a, a suggestion that Carlton supporters aren't aren't as loyal as others. I, I mean, I would certainly challenge that and. And I think over the journey, things like crowd numbers um, would certainly highlight that's not the case. Have we been able to convert uh, or penetrate deep into that supporter base and convert them to members? Well, well not yet. But if I'm being honest and, and comparing comparing Carlton to, say, the the, the Hawthorns and, um, and the Collingwoods and the Richmonds, we probably just haven't had that period of success, sustained success, to sort of support that growth because... You know, in membership, you really need, you need sentiment and you need timing to build big sort of membership campaigns. And I think if you look over the last sort of eight to ten years, Carlton really hasn't had a crack at either of them. So Is I mean, it now, different
0: to the Tigers, though, with the club that you came from? I mean, they are now the juggernaut of which everyone's going to be measured. 75,000 record membership, of which you are a part of. That was the club that you came from, of course. But they didn't have any great sustain, sustained success, did they?
1: Well, in actual fact, they, they sort of did. So if you go back to 13, 14, 15, um, Richmond made the finals every year, those years. And but that's not sustained success. Well, three years in, consecutively in the finals for when you're a Richmond supporter, is very sustained, actually.
0: No, well, by comparison, I guess it is. <laughs> if you, Are you convinced then that if Carlton were able to do that, that you'd be able to achieve the similar sort of comparative growth?
1: Oh, look, I've got... Uh, to be honest, I've got no doubt. Um, in actual fact, all the research suggests that Carlin have got a, a very big supporter base, you know, up there with the, uh, up there with the Essendons. And in actual fact, um, data will, will tell us there's, there's more than Richmond. So if I go back to that Richmond, because I think it's a, it's a good case study, you talk about sentiment, you talk about timing. You know, at the end of 2013, Richmond made the finals first time in 12 years. Um, uh, they had a, had a massive membership campaign ready to go, joined over 5,000 members in August 2013, got to the start of 2014, all the work was done which was lucky because at about round 12, my recollection is Richmond were equal bottom of the ladder. So it goes back to sentiment and timing and they were able to capitalise on that.
2: Good morning, Kane. It's, it's Tim here. Um, we, we had a discussion last week about uh, selling a football club and whose responsibility is within a football club. Who do you, whose responsibility do you see the selling of the Carlton Football Club?
1: I think the selling of the Carlton Football Club is everybody's responsibility who works there. Um, and equally, as I put to our supporters on Saturday night, it's, it's as much their responsibility as it is ours to help to continue to build. But we've got to continue to build that personal connection with our, with our supporters that makes them want to convert when that sentiment and that timing's right. So that's everyone from me and, and Mark Down. Um, Emily Pilling, who heads up our consumer department, worked at the AFL for many years. So uh, like me, she's right across uh, what other clubs have done. And, and I think we're in good hands, Tim. Yep, you've come from Richmond. Uh, just spoke. while
0: you're talking, talk, 94291116, if you've got a question for Kane along the way, that you, a Carlton supporter can speak directly to the CEO or you can text it through if you, can't get to, if you haven't got time to talk, but these are the sorts of things that Carlton supporters you know, want to put to the CEO.
2: Yep. Uh, you, you, you've come from a Richmond football club, obviously, where there's been great engagement between the club and the fan. Do you see the same engagement at Carlton in the short time that you've been there?
1: Yeah, look, I've been really pleasantly surprised because when you're at another club, as you boys would know, you tend to get so caught up in what you're doing that you really judge opposition clubs purely on wins and losses. So based on that, I sort of wasn't sure what I was going to come into, but the commitment that Carlton have made in the last, you know, 18, 24 months about re-engaging that supporter base has been significant. In actual fact, we're travelling about 3,000 members up year on year this year, which would suggest that our members are seeing that difference, so... Um, yeah I think we 're in a really good position and again, I go back to sentiment and timing and it 's about us preparing us uh, preparing our systems and our and our program so that when that sentiment and timing turn, we can take uh, take advantage of
0: it. And what about the perception, and Jake's written about this, and it's always, I think, been the case, even ever since I got involved in uh, VFL, AFL footy, it was seen to be a very affluent club that there's uh, supporters were great and members were nice, but at the end of the day, you always had Jack Elliott or you always had uh, Bruce Matheson or one of those Dick Pratt. Dick Pratt, very wealthy benefactors. I mean, is that one of the hurdles you've got to try and get over the top of?
1: Oh look, I don't. I don't think it's a it's a hurdle as much. I mean, we're very very lucky to have, to have had that support in the past. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a hurdle. I think the reality is that uh, Carlton supporters understand that there's a responsibility uh, as a supporter to commit as a member. And um, yes, we've had we've had a number of people who who in the past have been able to support the club. But uh, look, you probably only need to check our balance sheet now to suggest that you know we really need our members to to, to dip in and 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 commit, and that um, you know that those those potential, as you might call them, you know, white knights of the past, um, You know, it's our responsibility now, as supporters and staff now, to, to sort of fix that problem and not want to rely on one or two people to, to sort that out.
2: It's 14 and a half minutes past seven. We're talking to Kane Little, the Carlton CEO, about where the club's at right now. Are you happy to take a call, Kane? Yeah, sure. Josh is in Gisborne. Good morning, Josh.
1: Hey, boys. How you going? How are you, Kane? Hey, Josh. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. Look, I'm a uh, one-eyed Carlton supporter. I've been a member for this is my 16th year. Absolutely love the club. Doesn't matter whether we win or lose, I go every week. Um, I guess one thing is obviously when Bolt started, the the memo was growth and a journey. Um, I go back to 2016, we won seven games. 2017, we won six. I'm not going to lie to say this year, most supporters that sit around me in my seat, we're expecting. To win at least eight plus. Um, I was wondering as the CEO, do you have a kind of a benchmark of how many wins you want us to achieve this year? Or? Yeah, look, well, I, don't want to put a, I don't want to put a ceiling on how many, win, how many wins we might have, but I think there's some, there's some sort of realities we need to consider, and, and that is that um, you know when you're a young developing list, you sort of become more reliant on, on some of those older players. So, To lose Sam Doherty, you know, half an hour into pre-season, you know, sort of doesn't doesn't help. Um, So what you what you'll definitely see Josh this year from Carlton is you'll see a continued investment in those young players and you'll see continued development. Now, I'd urge you and all other Carlton supporters not to judge that purely on wins and losses because they can be misleading. We've got a cracking young group and I think everyone would agree that Soss and his team have done a great job at the draft the last three years. They've also traded in well and we saw another one uh in Matty Kennedy um on Saturday night. Are we aiming to have more than eight wins? Well yeah, we certainly are. Um but there's a whole range of other things that go to contribute that. So what you definitely will see is continued investment in those younger players and we believe continued development to create that sustained period of success that we all want rather than just jumping up the ladder for one year and then um and then dropping back off. So sustainability is a really important word at Carlton and, and something that we're really focused on. Yeah. Josh,
2: thanks for your call. Uh, can I ask you this question about uh, the lights there at Princess Park as well, probably not the, one of the biggest issues that you are confronted right now, but uh, did, what sort of globes did you have in uh, in the lights there playing at, uh, at Carlton the other night? Well, I,
1: I'm not sure exactly what the globes were. Look, look I'll get straight on the front foot. We acknowledge that, um, you know, they're if you're at the ground um, watching that game, that there certainly were patches of the ground that, that were difficult to see. Now, grounds such as Icon Park and and Witten Oval, you know, for a long period of time now, there really hasn't been significant con- content to warrant investment. AFLW and women's football, more more generally, has come on so strong and so quickly that now we've got councils, clubs, the AFL all scrambling to sort of retrofit facilities and. Um, and I think there's an acknowledgement that, that we need to fix that, that issue and, and fix it quickly. And, and we're deep in conversations with the right stakeholders to be able to fix that over time. I, I sort of will challenge the insinuation that there was a, a safety issue. I, we don't agree with that. And in actual fact, I had a chat with Taylor Harris yesterday. Um, and her view was, as a player, she hadn't even noticed any issues with the lighting. But her parents who were there did say that there were parts that were, that were difficult to see. So. From a safety perspective, no problems. You know, is it elite, high performance? Not, uh, probably not, and um, we're in the process of looking to rectify that.
0: All right, Kane, that's great. Um, as we let you go, I just wanted to... Benny Gale, when he was appointed CEO of the Richmond Footy Club, I thought it was fantastic. If he didn't do it straight away, he did it within a year or so. He came out and he declared really boldly um, that they wanted to play finals uh, three times, have zero debt, and I think it was 75,000 members. Mm. And at the time... Yeah, you know, we in the media, which we tend to do, just looked and laughed and scoffed. And you know, here we are in 2017. They've done all that and they've got a premiership. I thought it was bold. I thought it put the footy club on notice. It was, you know, strong. Have you got anything of that in mind that you'd like to declare?
1: Well, not that I'm going to declare this morning, <laughs> but what? what, what I tell you, We're working through a, a strategic um, plan as we speak. Um, the, the executives and staff are currently working on that with the board and. We hope that um, probably later in March we'll, we'll have something out, which will essentially create that compass for our club over the over the next three to four years. So um, we certainly we certainly intend on being bold and, and ambitious. And and look, you know, Brendan Gale has been a great role model and mentor of mine. I spent eight years working under him, and uh, you know, I still remember when he came out with with that. And um, and you know what, there was no one at that football club who didn't think that that was possible. Um, So my job now is to to ensure that everyone at Carlton and and all our supporters um, have the similar belief and we set up the systems and the processes that Brendan did so successfully at Richmond.
0: When you do make that announcement, we'd love to have you talk to us again in March, whenever that may be. I just think it holds everyone accountable. I thought it was a masterstroke, probably more so in hindsight looking back on it because it was something that everyone could refer back to and I think it was enormous in setting Richmond on the path that they are now on.
1: Oh, look, I agree, and I, and I do agree with your point that uh, I think I remember someone on a on a show, a footy show at night, saying that uh, that Ben Gale needed to be institutionalised because he'd gone mad. Yeah. Who, who was that? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember, but it was. It was
0: no, there were it plenty of people saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah, might have been on the footy show, but. Uh, um, what was but it, it Gary?
0: Wasn't Gary, was it? Certainly not. Well,
1: uh, Gary, Gary only made sensible comments. So, you, uh, but in the end, he proved everyone wrong. He <laughs> did. Good luck. There.
0: And we look forward to you uh, building this Carlton Footy Club back to the powerhouse that it once was. Uh, a lot of people very impressed with the way you've handled yourself this morning, Kane. So whether that makes you feel great or not, I don't know. But you should be happy, and uh, good luck in the coming months.
1: I really appreciate that, boys. Have a good day, and uh, yeah, thanks again for all the supporters, all 50,000 of them have already converted as members, and we, we certainly look forward to getting more on board.